The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's a podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass and Wild Boys and Viva La Bam. But today it is Wild mm-hmm. Boys. My name is Mikey Aaronworth. I am joined by my co-host, Chris Aaronworth. Jay is not quite back yet, but he will be here soon. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about this episode? Well, in case you guys didn't notice, this episode came out on December 7th of the year 2003. It did. You are very yeah. laid back today. You're very calm. I'm chill. <laughs> you know, maybe I got a little bit more thumbs up, Brandon. Who knows? Yeah, you need to do a little haka uh, dance, I think. I think to, to wake yourself up. <laughs> Fucking wait till we get to that, man. A haka is stupid as fuck. But anyways, <laughs> I, do, I digress. <laughs> um, so this is actually a major, one of the most important days in Canadian history, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah, the uh, the Conservative Party of Canada was officially recognized after the merger of the Canadian Alliance and Pro- Progressive Conservative Party of Canada. And we've been cleaning up the mess of all these oh, liberal cucks ever Christ, since. Dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we cleaning up the mess. The federal government is liberal right now. What are you talking about? Yeah, and then we're going to have to get reelected to clean up the fucking mess again, get the deficit over. We all know how this fucking program goes, it, but we're not here about talking about politics. We're here about talking about jackass. What, uh, what day was this one? What day did this one come out? December 7th. December 7th. Man, we're not too far away, at least in terms of recording from when these episodes actually oh, came wow. out. It's pretty impressive, eh? Yeah, if we do the next episode two days from now, we'll hit the actual date. Exactly. However, however many years in the past. Look, it, it's almost as though we could be well planned, but we just choose not to be. That's that's kind of right up our alley. Actually, <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, we are going back to not back to. It's the first time we're going to New first Zealand. Time. It is the Australia of Australia, even though it isn't really related to Australia. It's budget Australia. It's budget Australia, just like Canada's budget U.S. Guys, you, you can't you exactly. can't reap the benefits of being so close to a major power and not get called out on it. We take our licks <laughs> as Canadians do. So I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Yesterday, they were talking about like healthcare in the states and stuff, and they're like, "I think Americans should be able to get Canadian healthcare. Like, fucking, <laughs> they should give us the healthcare." And you're like, "Yeah, that's bullshit." They're like, "Well, fuck, they're using our fucking American war service. <laughs> like, fuck, if you think they get beaten up, we're not going to fucking help them out. They should fucking help us out." That is, like, you know, you know what? They would. Not the worst point. But would they be there to protect us? I don't no, know. No, they would take us over. Yeah, hundred percent. Which would be fucking amazing for me. But they're also they're also going to take us over if we don't give them our healthcare anyway. So we're kind of screwed if we don't. Screwed if we do. Screwed if we don't. Uh, uh, just like you'd be screwed if you found yourself out in the snow with only a pair of pants on camo pants at that and a shirt. The wild boys are like professional fucking wrestlers. Uh, maybe the bushwhackers. They always come out in their outfits shirtless with camo pants in the snow, oh like the God. worst pattern you could possibly have in the snow. For the camo. bushwhackers was a perfect call. For right? that. That's so Yeah, true. they seem like the goddamn bushwhackers. They trick up to the camera in the snow. And the bushwhackers were from Australia, I think, right? Australia. Yeah. So they were they were Yeah, they're just the premium version of New <laughs> imagine the premium version of yourself were the bushwhackers that's dude imagine what the bushwhackers fucking would look like if they came from new zealand just like a shittier version to a fucking haka <laughs> poster of the fucking bushwhacker dance. this is where you and oh i are drawing God. lines i love new zealand i love new zealanders i'm on their side if there's a war canada's joining up with new zealand yeah so you can fuck a lot of sheep they got a lot of sheep out there yeah there's 40 40 million of them 
You think one of them's not going to be attracted to me? Ten times the human population. Yeah, uh, we'll actually hear that stat Anyways. a little bit, a little bit longer. Uh, the Wild Boys trek up to the camera. They do a totally rad backflip into the snow, lay around totally a little rad. bit. In this, I don't want to say this too early. But this intro is kind of indicative of the tone of the rest of the episode, in my mind. Mm-hmm. It feels very lackluster. They're just like, I don't know, let's do it, do one take, and then we'll just lay here and, and hope there's something about it. I feel like there were a lot of misses in this one. There was there were some moments I did have some some fun at it, but it felt like after after a string of better episodes where it felt like we were on the upswing, this one kind of took a bit of a nosedive. Did you did you feel the yeah, same way? Yeah, it just makes sense. You know, like you're only as good as the product you're dealing with, right? So Australia was really good. You go to fucking shitty Australia and now you're doing a fucking New Zealand, you know? That's true. I mean, in Australia, you have all the animals that are out to kill you at all costs. And in New Zealand, you have a fucking flightless bird. Why do kiwis exist? Like, what are we doing here? You got a kiwi, you got a bunch of sheep, you got some lamb that are just sent for the rest of the world for us to have delicious New Zealand rack of lamb. Hey, that's why I like them. That's about it. I mean, I hear it's a cool visual place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I heard it's like absolutely beautiful. Like our sister went there for a while and she said it's like the most um, like uh, far removed from reality that she's ever felt. Like it felt like the furthest thing from, it was at least comfortable she was anywhere, not in the sense of not enjoying it, but it just didn't seem like anywhere else she's ever been. Yeah, and it looks Isolated, like that as well. It looks like that as well. I'd love to visit it at some point. Again, look, if you're if you're from New Zealand, you're listening to us. You, you can leave Chris out of it, but 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 let your let your brother Mikey in. I I, I want to join you guys. I'm on your side. I'm not on the side though of the long finned eel. Chris, are eels the worst <laughs> animals in the fucking world? Especially next to snakes, maybe. Next to snakes for sure. They're they are basically snakes, but they're fish snakes. Yeah, which sounds awful. And- these guys were sketchy as fuck, yeah. man. Like, what have you ever seen a fish that just like sticks their head out of the water looking to bite things? For the purpose of just, biting like, like things. Fucking, what is it doing? It's like a fucking snakehead that is laying by a dock with their heads out. If I saw that in real life, like, fuck it, man, I'm moving somewhere That's else. That's like, out I'm of a horror there. movie. I'm so I'm honestly yeah. surprised that they weren't whispering human words at the wild boys <laughs> from, from the water. <laughs> like come in the water. Yeah, yeah. Or just like they would have the creepiest words. Come to the water. Like that, yeah. like it just they're creepy as fuck. And they as Pontius is kind of leaning over, introducing them, one bites his finger. It just further solidifies uh, my mantra of fuck every eel in the world. I don't want to see anymore. They're gross. Um, and but they do have a funny little anecdote here of the waterways of New Zealand being plagued by school children because they say eels will eat anything, including uh, school children, which you'd think is the follow up is going to be. That's awful. Yeah. But Sivo says, no, school children are, are they're plaguing our waterways. Let's get the let's get those guys out of there. Just another true. They pee in the pool. So that's true. Imagine what they're doing to the riverways. Oh, they're 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 peeing in them. And that's why the eels hate them so much. I think I is that why river water's brown? Because like they put that chemical in that, that <laughs> chemical that probably doesn't actually exist. That parents told the kids that if you pee in the pool water turns brown hang on probably doesn't <laughs> exist that is absolutely a myth the 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 no chris you think so there's n- i mean like i, I believe there's it, but nothing like, i've never about- seen it and i've peed in a lot of pools in my life trying to test that's it the out. thing there's nothing that would activate a chemical in a pool only by urine for we're, sure we're su- science could do it for sure i don't know man <laughs> science could definitely they could isolate the pee compound and create a chemical reaction that, with the color of brown or whatever color they they therefore choose you're right i forgot about the pee compound i always forget about the pee compound and what science can do once they isolate that <laughs> they've been working on it for so long uh steve-o covers chris's eyes because he says they're <sighs> too creepy to feed uh therefore you can't stare them in the eyes and they fucking bite his finger as they're feeding him you have food stop mm-hmm. being so goddamn like go for the food why are you biting yeah 
there's another amazing animal we'll talk about later on that actually respected the fact it was being fed and, and it took, took the gentle approach. Yeah. It didn't bite the hand that feeds them. Or so the lips or, or the, the lips, lips that fed it. Yeah, one of the smartest <laughs> birds in the world. Uh, but before we... The best part about this was the, the blindfold thing when he's just like, he's like, Thank you so much, Steve. That would have been terrifying if I had my eyes open. <laughs> that line absolutely from, killed me. From this, at this point in the episode, I'm like, oh, we're going to get some some good shit. I liked that a lot. It felt like they were having fun with it. It was creepy. We learned a little bit. Uh, um, you know, fuck the school children in, in New Zealand, apparently. We don't care if the eels eat them. Uh, but from here, it gets a little bit a uh, little bit slow for a little while. We go uh, uh, to the, the Polynesian, Polynesian race uh, for of the Maori, if I'm saying that right, for, for the Mori war dance called the Hakka. Now, Chris, you had some choice words about the Hakka that I'm 99% convinced you would not say to someone performing the Hakka. Uh, but what are your thoughts on on this dance? Explain I, I it to us. 100% would, man. Like, come on. This shit is so played out. Now, it was cool the first time I seen it with like the, the All Blacks, the New Zealand All yeah. Blacks, like the rugby team. Remove those guys. I'm going to get, I don't even know if I want to say Oh, this. no. And. <laughs> I'm so scared of where this oh, is going. I, I, you know what? I'm not even going okay. to go there today. I, you know what? Normally, I'd be curious. I'm fine with I, leaving it at that. <laughs> I just, once you envision what I, I'll tell, talk to you guys about this afterwards. But once you envision that, you can't look at the Hawker the same way anymore. It just doesn't. Well, every, it doesn't I mean, work. here's the thing is, is, is everything you're uh, not saying right now, it's okay. It, it's it, as, as everyone knows, it's okay to think it, it just isn't okay to say it on a podcast. That's the lesson that we're teaching everyone. No, but I, here's, hey. here's the thing I like about it is that it is very tribal. It's very expressive. The whole point is to be over the top. And that kind of put a rift between Steve-O and Pontius. I think Pontius couldn't get like away from his own head in this one. So he, he looked really uncomfortable, but Steve-O kind of leaned into it. And I think similar to like when they were with the Zulus, it felt like Steve-O was kind of doing the Brandon. best he could. Like he, he wasn't embarrassing himself. He wasn't embarrassing them. He was trying, you know, he started to play some air guitar and it's like, whatever. But I think they got to understand it is a very different thing for anyone who's never done the haka to do the haka. The facial expressions are all over the place. They're making themselves look like a coup from Samurai Jack um, uh, with with like the tongue out and like, ah, like all that. You're a grown man, man. Fuck. Like, this is insane. What do you mean? Like, grown men are doing this shit, man. Fucking grow up. What are you talking about? But like, <laughs> it's so lame. I don't know. It's not lame. It's expressive. It's tradition. I like it's tradition. Smedition. <laughs> I don't know, man. To me, it's just, it's so like, it's played out. Like, I just, it's like, you're seeing these grown men. Oh my God. Yeah, I just realized you're going to probably screenshot that picture and use it Welcome. as a thumbnail for YouTube. That's going to be the thumbnail for YouTube. I'm just going to make God a note it. of that. We are 10 minutes in. <sighs> Chris, thumbnail, Haka. All right, good stuff. Thanks for that this idea. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you baited me in there, you fucking son of a bitch. And I don't even like the haka, and I'm going to be the one doing the haka and the fucking thumbnail. 100%, and, and I'm going to be looking at you like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> I disagree. Anyone who can perform the haka is okay in my books. I can't, uh, uh, and, and I, I don't think I'd be able to try it. I'm not that intimidating as a human being, uh, nor would the smallest and rarest dolphin in the world, the Hector dolphin, too small to be intimidating. That's not going to stop Steve-O from going out and trying to find one once again. Again, we have I can't believe they found it in New Zealand of all places. You'd think this would have been hanging around Mexico. Why? The Hector, oh, the Hector. Hector, <laughs> Hector Dolphin, right? 
Dude, there was this I, saw, I just saw some photos on Instagram the other day, and it was there's one actor you've seen him in like he's in like so many movies. It's just one of those Tom like Cruise? background characters. Tom Cruise. Uh, no, not Brad Tom Pitt? Cruise. He's no, not Brad Pitt. Uh, James Gandolfini. Uh, no, I'm just um, thinking. I don't know his real name. Actors I've seen in a lot of movies. Yeah, no. Well, you've seen this guy in a lot of movies, and he plays. He's always playing like the Mexican gangster or like the Mexican criminal. Michael. And Pena? they showed his like ID. No, but it's a different okay. guy. It's kind of like that. They showed his like IMDb page and like the past like 17 movies he played, his character's name was Hector in like 17 <laughs> oh, no. fucking movies. They're like, Hollywood really did this fucking guy wrong. You know what I mean? Like they can't even fucking give him a different Mexican name. It just like always, he always plays a guy named Hector. Oh man. Yeah. That's so fucking wrong, to Hollywood. Hollywood's fucked. Ho- Hollywood, exactly. incredibly hypocritical. I, you know, I, I like the people who are well-intentioned, but God, we could spend an hour talking about that. Uh, mm-hmm. What a, uh, this is Steve-O once again, introducing a sketch, not understanding what, or how to say the word indigenous? Indigenous. It's in, he keeps saying ingenious. Can someone ingenious. can someone not correct him, or do you think they're not doing it? Like Jeff Tremaine's there, just like yeah, let him keep going. I think that's the case because it's they're trying to do this nature show, and how many times is indigenous going to come up, and how long is he going to keep saying ingenious before he realizes how much he's fucking fucked up? It seems you know? like once per episode, and when he does, we'll have a celebration when he finally gets it right. I don't mm-hmm. know if that day's ever going to come. I don't know if the day's ever going to come where this sketch becomes entertaining in, in any way. I don't know if you liked it, but it's Steve-O trying to swim like a dolphin to be accepted like the dolphins, uh, and then it just cuts. I was expecting more, didn't get it. Uh, instead, we cut straight to the Pukeko, which Pawdy uh, refers to as one of its AKAs, also known as the Pukaki. And he does a little riff on uh, this bird as a Pukaki, which is like a Bukaki, except you get shit on, which too bad we don't have Jay here to share that news with, because I'm assuming he uh, maybe that's why he had to take uh, a sick day. Eh? He was just. Yeah, I think so. Too drained he's, after uh, picturing that. I think I totally agree with that. But why do you say shit? It's a Pukaki, not a shit cocky. Well, Pukaki. Poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was puke, puke cock. I mean, it could have been both, but I think puke. Because the bird's also known as puke and also known as pukeko. Yeah. I mean, listen, so, I'm not. Yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He chose, he chose one, could have been the other. Uh, he zigged when you would have zagged. And uh, uh, instead, he, he ended up putting uh, in the next sketch on a familiar little sock called the Black Mamba. Uh, you know what's funny about this one? You mentioned it in the last episode. We keep thinking the Black Mamba is going to get stale. But they keep including versions of it, iterations of the Black Mamba that get funnier and more absurd somehow. I don't know why, but it starts very simple. Pontius has the Black Mamba. Steve-O sleeping in a van. We've seen this before. He slaps Steve-O, wakes him up, but then something different happens. Dude, Steve-O, I don't understand this whatsoever. no was, sense. Was he still in a dream? Does he just have the best fucking reflexes? Is he, could he wake up and snap into kill mode in two seconds? Like, well, what he is, gets what is, up. Yeah. He gets up, looks for one second, utterly confused, does a somersault out of the window of the car right onto the ground without taking a second to look at the the what the land is yeah. like, how his landing's going to be. Lands terribly and crashes into a car and just fucking dies there on the he ground. He lands for a on while. his head. There's no way that's not a concussion. Like, <laughs> what I don't get is, like, what was his intention? Like, I can't for the that's- life of me figure out what he was trying to do. I, I It's like... You know, he could have just opened up the door handle right. and walked out. Like, how did he snap from dead sleep into, like, a fucking ninja move? He must have been having a weird dream or something like True. that. That's the only thing I could think about it. He was, like, a black ops. He was, like, a Navy SEAL or something. He was shit. thinking about that Hawka dance, man. Oh, my God. That 
Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought this was fucking brilliant. It was so funny. And then you could tell after it's like almost like he comes to and he realizes like how fucking ridiculous that was. And he couldn't even be mad anymore. And that's what I love is these ones when the guy can't be mad. Like last week when Pontius was going to be pissed and then saw them both naked. Yes. And he just had to laugh and accept it. But it's like your initial reaction. You're so mad and then you just have to. Except what happened once you do something ridiculous or you know something ridiculous. Yes. And that's why these things keep fucking being awesome. Steve-O feels like he could potentially be a miserable person to travel with. Uh, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. I would be miserable if I were doing this shit as well. But he wakes up like he does not like the Black Mamba. Not like sometimes Pontius laughs about it, but Steve-O fucking hates it. You can tell. And it's probably because when he's trying to get some sleep, it's because he's hung over. And there's would be nothing mm-hmm. worse than waking up in the dead heat in a van, sleeping in a thong when someone with a sock on their hand slaps you in the face. That would fucking suck i'd jump out of a car for that as well um we go now to the sperm whale which i didn't realize this chris but the largest toothed predator on the planet did you know that i did not know that actually they say that in the in the intro and it caught me off guard i didn't even i mean it makes sense that some whales could have teeth they're mammals after all but i didn't think about them as having teeth yeah you know what i never i didn't i didn't realize that as well but are but are sperm whales bigger than killer whales Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, so. yeah. sperm whales oh, are weird. huge sperm whales. And they and they talk about this. There's nothing really that goes on in in this uh, this sketch, uh, except they talk about how giant squid have gotten up to 72 feet long. And then they talk about Moby Dick because Moby Dick was no, a sperm the, whale. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I like, even though this this skit really had nothing to it, I just would have been really mad at the wild boys if they didn't make a sperm whale joke at some point. Oh, I do it only a matter of time. So they. They just had to throw it in. Like, what can you really do with a sperm yeah, whale? You're not getting the fucking water with puns. it. I don't think you. I exactly. don't think you swim with them. It's crazy uh-huh. though. Like, like you know, Moby Dick. I always think about that. Like, is there an element of truth to the fact that a sperm whale would fucking attack a ship? Like, probably. I bet you it's happened. Yeah, I mean, back then for sure. It'd be petrifying. There's a lot more, especially yeah. if you're whaling and you throw a spear at it. That thing's like, I'm so much fucking bigger than you. How dare you? Acting like that lion. I've never read in, Moby, in Moby Dick, and I don't know anything about it. Other than that, Captain Abe is his name and Moby Dick's a sperm whale. Actually, I thought the captain was Moby Dick. That was his nickname. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, until this one. I was like, yeah, they're kind of getting this wrong. And then I realized, no, his name is Captain Abe, right? Ahab, yeah. Ahab. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ahab. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's it's an interesting story. It's, it's a lore. I think it's Herman Melville. Uh, a tragic story he kind of uh, died before he became famous and then after he died everyone discovered his works like that would fucking suck so bad you're like guys i think i wrote something really good and then you (laughs) and everyone's like nah fuck you herman your name is herman we don't care about you um yeah at least he didn't cut his ear off first and all that shit like because i guess there are worse things there's there's a funny letter and i think i don't know if it's rumor if it's actually true but he was talking to like a love interest via letter so they actually had a record of it and she writes to him and he and she says I love your uh, I love I love your story of, of Moby Dick and, and the the phallic nature of the dick and of, uh, of the whale and making it a sperm whale. And it's very phallic. It's like it's like a giant penis. And he he writes back and he says, I don't know. I just really like whales. <laughs> oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, like he was he was kind of funny. So I don't know if he was being serious, but that's man. What, like it's one thing to send a text like that and then watch as the bubbles show up and you're like, I wonder if they like that. And if they didn't, you just send a new message. But with snail mail, it's like that could take a year and a half to get to them. Yeah, for like a little joke. Do dot, dot, dot. Just kidding. Yeah, you, send, you send another one two <laughs> weeks later. Dot, 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 just kidding. Oh, man. I love that. Uh, so uh, we move then from the sperm whale to what was mentioned in the sketch of the sperm whale, the giant squid. Uh, we got Pontius and Steve-O in those amazing John Lennon glasses, which I find just suits them so much. That's so funny when they become their scientist version of themselves. 
Yeah, this 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 skit is this was my highlight. I agree. Of, of the episode, it's just so chaotic. It's there's so much. If you if you said the end of the skit verse and then like you didn't see the the build up and you just said the the conclusion <laughs> of fucking people jerking off squid dicks oh my with God. cum shit slime whatever the fuck all over the slip and slide of all this fucking disgusting things you're like how the fuck did this happen it's like so, there's no way this is just like it's chaos this sketch is chaos and it's exactly. it starts with pontius walking over to i don't know where i'm assuming they're gonna go to an aquarium or something because they're like we got this guy he's got a rotting steve o'shea steve o'shea he's got a, a rotting yep. giant squid corpse uh and he's laughing as he says it because it's so absurd they walk they don't even cut they he's there and he's hearing them make fun of him and he doesn't care Steve yeah. O'Shea, what a fucking gem. Like, he's a great guy. He plays along with it. Every time they talk about piss, he talks about shit. Every time they talk about dicks, yeah. he talks about cum. Like, he gets the tone of the he, wild boys. He tricked them. They said they, said they want to see the dick. And he's like, is this the dick? And he gets them to hold it. And he's like, no, no, that's not the dick. He's like, but just shake that for a second. And fucking jizz cum comes, comes out of this out. fucking thing. Holy shit. He literally jerked off and made a fucking dead squid cum it's a, in this game. It's so funny. And the, the funniest so thing fun. is, like, you think about, like, he's a scientist. You want him to wear a lab coat you want everything to be like like by numbers like everything is in its proper place halfway through the sketch giant squid are sliding off the table that he's got set off they like and then he's just like well we're not going to get these things back on the table so they're just looking at it on the like on his driveway there's a giant well squid. i was wondering when when we first rolled up like why was steve o'shea's shirt soaking wet? yes like he doesn't give a fuck to get right into this shit no. i'm like yeah i know but like yeah pick it up after seeing how fucking slippy slidey these things are, it made perfect sense. Like it was just everything about this was just so chaotic. It, it was it, it was, was chaotic. The else. one complaint I have is I uh, I was eating. I was eating food as this was happening. And there's oh, something yeah, about would... the scene. I don't know what it is. I guess it's come. You know how we all have that thing that like like you'll gag if you watch other people throw up or something like that. I can watch people throw up. I'm never going to gag. It's fine. Something about watching a dead animal come i almost threw up i felt like you when i was watching this i thought you were about to say i almost came myself (laughs) (laughs) i did and that's what made me come eventually yeah Yeah, i throw up eventually um yeah this was this was chaotic i loved it kudos to steve o'shea for just getting what his role is in all this i think he brought a lot to the table here and a lot slid off of his table uh in in the meantime we go then to a a sketch that i thought was going to be a little bit more of something because it seemed hilarious but the new zealand fur seal which sounds like what i would call a vagina in the 70s i don't know seems like that would fit Mm -hmm. uh it's introduced to us by pontius who says he doesn't have any fur of his own but he's really cold so he turns around and what is he wearing nothing absolutely nothing nothing. did you notice his tan line by the way when he turned around that's the only note i have about this is i just love how he had a legit thong tan line it's not just for the camera he ha- you, you can't just get that by putting it on for the shot, taking it off. So for the he just for the rest of the episode, around that's my thing for the rest of the episode. I was thinking I'm like, OK, keep track of every stunt he's in when he's in that thong because it's a specific one. There's like one and it's not right. much. And I'm like, where how is he wearing this outside so much? Where is this happening? But apparently it must be like like just what he does. He just wears thongs, I guess, which good on him. I can't imagine it being comfortable, Absolutely. but, you know, if, Fuck, if I had cheeks like that, I'd be wearing a thong. All, all I'd be the wearing time. them all the time, man. I agree with you. He tries to cuddle up with the New Zealand fur seal, but it gets a little bit aggressive. So he runs away. Uh, once again, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I should say this now. He has a tan line on his butt in the shape of a thong. 
Very distracting. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he does have a, a tan line in his butt and it's very distracting and I can't get that out of my head. And I think it's going to haunt my dreams tonight or maybe maybe not haunt my dreams. Make them nice. Yeah, yeah. make compliment them. Um, we then go to another. This is this is kind of when I feel the, the the episode takes a turn where every stunt that comes along just kind of feels a little bit forced you know like or it just shows something happening and there's no punchline it's just them in a situation i feel like there's a lot they could have done with steve-o getting a moku a a traditional tattoo where with like the the stick and poke i thought they were going to do more i didn't you know it's cool that he got it and he said a couple fun things like you're pounding me so hard ricky ricky manuel the guy giving him the uh the tattoo did you like this one did you were you a fan of it do you know what i i, I did because it, it was just cool to me like i have this appreciation for traditional tattoos like i got one of the bamboo tattoos in thailand right. which essentially is very similar to this this thing right um and if i went anywhere in the world and i had the time and uh you know i knew who to talk to i would definitely try and get uh some kind of traditional tattoo from wherever I'd go around the world. Cause it's just something that, you know, it sticks with you forever. And I, I just really appreciate that art form. Yeah, it's, and it ended up being a really cool tattoo. It sticks, like it wasn't like a sticks and pokes with you forever. Like That's tattoo. the thing though. I kind of wow. thought that I thought that maybe they were going to get him a joke tattoo, which I thought would have been kind of funny. Like, like do it in the traditional yeah. way, but get something dumb. Yeah, speaking of the same guy who gets mad when they they hang out with the villagers and they don't respect their traditions. No, that's a good point. I I did consider that. <laughs> no, I was like, would it be insulting if you asked this guy to to uh, give you something that wasn't something traditional using the traditional method? And I think maybe that ultimately was the difference. Uh, but at the end of it, I agree. It looks good. It looks cool. And maybe we don't always mm-hmm. need someone to humiliate themselves. You just need to get a good glimpse into into the culture and the process. That's fine. I'm not going to complain about it too much. We then hear the sheep, and this is what you were talking about, Chris. 40 million sheep in New Zealand outnumbers people 10 to 1. That's impressive. It's crazy. And uh, we have here, uh, I guess if there's if there's two people, then we should have 20 sheep that they're chasing around as uh, as as Pontio and uh, Pontio. Pontio. Yeah, let's call the duo Pontio. Pontius and Steve-O yeah, uh, like uh, run actually. around in their thong chasing the uh, the sheep as we always get the, the herd run. I'm always a fan of this one. What's been your favorite herd run so far? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Only a few I can really think of. I, I think the the ostriches, maybe. That's my favorite as well. There's just yeah. something the something about the look of an ostrich running while exactly. two naked guys chase them is just funny to me. I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, what isn't funny to me, and this is very serious, and this is when <laughs> the tone of the podcast kind of changes, is uh, feeding sharks. Don't do it. You would never do it in the aquarium. Even in an aquarium, they're like pet sharks. No, no. Here's here's what I'm saying, Chris. Everyone who's listening to this. Don't feed sharks. If we don't feed them, eventually enough of them will die that the population will decline a little bit more. Yeah. Or maybe one day we don't have to worry about them. And now you got to be very worried about them. Well, I'm just not going to swim in the ocean until I know they're all gone. Do you know what I was thinking about, like about this? When we were kids, we went to go diving with stingrays. Yeah. And you're terrified of the ocean and I'm not scared of the ocean. Uh-huh. But that day you went in, you actually almost drowned our mom because you were literally standing on her shoulders while she's trying to tread water. I but barely went in. You, I didn't go in at all, which is oh, really weird. Doubt. I was too freaked out, man. I saw those shadows and I was like, nah, 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 nah. And everyone was getting mad at me and I just wouldn't do it. I couldn't believe I didn't and you actually did. So I do well, have to give you a little bit of credit there. 
Thank you. I tried. And then I think I probably literally cried after it. But here's the thing is, yeah, you have these excursions when you're away where uh, like a full group of people will go to the sandbar where all the stingrays are. You can stand with them. They'll come around you. We didn't go with the group. We just paid someone on a boat to take us to the same place so we could get a deal on it. The problem is they had to dock like 50 feet away from the sandbar, which if you know the the drop off of a sandbar is like where sharks live. That's yeah. they love those places. That's like the fucking holiday Inn for sharks. That's and so we're true. swimming there like it's their buffet. I was so petrified. And then you just see these massive stingrays in the water. I wanted nothing to do with it. I literally stood or, or like climbed onto my mom's shoulders as like a 21 year old. And it was like, yeah, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. Would, would you do the aquarium swim? Would you if, the, if there was no sharks, if they removed everything but the sharks in there in that tank, would you still? Oh, yeah. Swim around yeah, there? I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. I, I like I'm OK. It, it's weird because I prefer to swim in an ocean because it's clear and I can see it. I can see what's around me. I just don't like oceans because everything wants to kill you in them. But if I knew it was just the aquarium and there were no sharks, I'd be OK. I think I'd survive that. Yeah, true. Uh, but this is what we have. We have we have Chris Pontius uh, swimming around in the in the ocean or in the ocean, in the aquarium, feeding the sharks and the stingrays trying to hump him. And Steve-O just kind of calling the shots from the, the, the sideline. Another situation in which Steve-O doesn't go in the water. We saw it with the killer whales last week. We're seeing it now. What is that? Do you think there was only room for one of them or does Steve-O have a weird fear of sharks? I don't think so because I mean he did the in the same thing he he's swimming with the uh, with the dolphin so and that's an right. open ocean I think they just probably had like one guy could do it and the other guy gets to watch yeah which also I want to ask this question last week it's like I wonder how they decide which sketch which one does when it's just one person is it a rock paper scissors is it whoever comes up with the idea the other one has to do. Or if you oh, come up with the idea, you have to do it. Or there's got to be some kind of method to this because it doesn't seem like it's very like this guy does this type of stuff and this guy does this type of stuff. It just seems like back and forth. I I hope that the answer is they flip a coin. Yeah, you know I like the idea of it being incredibly random. You know, one day it's one person swimming with sharks, the next one it's the other guy getting his hand bit by an eel or something like that. I like mm-hmm. I like the idea that they change it up every time. Um, I don't know though. I'd be curious. I'd like to see an interview and see how they actually decide that. I think there probably is a lot of it. Like, hey man, I thought of an idea that's so good. And it's for you and there's nothing you can do about it because tell me this isn't a good enough idea. And then Mm -hmm. the other person has to do it. That would be a lot of fun because then you'd always be thinking about the best sketch as opposed to something good that you would still be willing to do. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So so we see that again to me, kind of a boring sketch. Interesting to see some of the sharks and stuff in there. Everything's paying attention to Pontius. Uh, But then we move to the Kia. The smartest bird and apparently the only carnivorous one on the planet. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard of this bird before. It seems like it's in the parrot family. Very smart. Paul Rushworth, I think, uh, comes in as the animal expert. And I got to say, I like this guy. Paul Rushworth or the bird? Paul Rushworth. I mean, I I do like the I do like the the, I do like the bird as well. But here's one thing I want to say. Stephen Croshall, porcupine expert. Take some fucking notes. 
you washed up magician. <laughs> I agree. Just be an expert. You don't need to try to steal the show. This is not an improv show where you're getting called up on stage and you're trying to one up the people on stage. Chris, hold your fucking tongue because I know I do that every time I go to an improv show. But I like that he's just there to give some context. He's not trying to be funny because, you know, you're an animal expert. You're not going to be funny. You're going to be, for most parts, boring as fuck. Unless which, you're th- in which the giant squid guy. of what the show is, that's where the, the humor lies. When you start getting too much into it, it just doesn't seem to work. Like this is funny because it's a non-nature people doing a nature show. I agree. You want you want to see the expert come in there, and you want to see the people that are supposed to be the hosts and experts doing the ridiculous shit. And I, I like yes. that balance. I, I agree, and I think he does a good job of just telling us about the bird. And listen, as an animal expert, he's also not overplaying how smart the bird is. You know, they're like, oh, another show said that this was the smartest bird in the world, which I'm curious. I wonder what, what show that was, because Pontius makes specific reference to it. But he then comes and he's like, oh, he's, he's pretty clever, you know, but he's not like, oh, yeah, there isn't an animal on this planet yeah, that's smart. Yeah. He's like, no, no, he's, he's smart, He's but he's a fucking bird. He can't talk, like. What do you expect? He doesn't you put an iPad in front of him. He's not going to know what the fuck to do. But if you put peanut butter on your lips, he'll eat it because that's just what animals but do. And that's what, it in a gentle way, you know, like 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 some of the other animals, like they just go in and they're just. Yes. Pecking. Like he, he did one test peck and he's like, oh, I could actually scoop it up by tilting my head sideways yeah. and yeah. gently lifting it off of his lips. And I was like, you know what? Thank you, bird. Like you're fucking you are a smart devil, you know, 100 percent. And this is what we were talking about, the opposite of the long finned eel, because the eel was just like, I'm going to take I am literally going to bite the hand that feeds me and be a gross animal that never should have been on this planet in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, if if there is one reason to cut off New Zealand from the rest of the world, it's because they are home to the long finned eel. And I don't think we need those in our lives. I don't think anyone does. Um, I, I agree. So we go from uh, spreading peanut butter on Steve O's lips to spreading a cute little outfit on Chris Pontius. He's dressed as little Bo Peep, uh, chasing around a couple sheep, cuddling them. I mean, that was pretty cute. I, I, I love that when he first went to pick up the sheep, you're like, oh, this looks a little like hefty, aggressive. You're like, oh, I don't know about this. And the sheep didn't know about it. Yeah. But the sheep immediately felt the warm, gentle, sensual. Uh-huh. hold of Chris Pontius and we just all want to know what it feels like to be hugged by him and we very all quickly know. that sheep just got all comfortable laid back and was enjoying what Pontius had to offer and it was I adorable it, it was, was like so sitting cute. on Pontius's lap and yep. I gotta say that sheep looks like something I would give so much money to cuddle that sheep I would what I would like more oh than anything God. is to be the meat in the sheep Pontius sandwich I'd like to be sandwiched in between them oh how would be nice little bit of soft on one side, a little bit of hard on the other. I think Ooh. I think that's gonna, that's going to add a, a nice little like a nice that, little yeah. evening out. Um, uh, but we we don't spend very much time cuddling and relaxing here because we shoot out straight to the rapids, a speedboat just fucking this. This thing is going so fast in such a narrow corridor. And I don't know if you've never been down rapids in a boat. It's hard to express how tight. That yeah. must feel. You probably think you're two feet away from the edge of the uh, of of the, the 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 rocks there, but this speedboat looks like it's going 50 miles an hour. Like it is, it is, it is on a tear. Um, we get some cuts of the wild boys. They're doing patty cakes. The boat's doing some 360s. It's cutting some close corners. What did you think of this one, Chris? Is this something you'd ever find yourself doing? I see. I, I think this is so cool to watch. I have a big issue with vehicles in particular of not being in control of the vehicle. I don't I like agree. To be a passenger. I don't care if we're driving on a nice, you know, country drive and I'm tired. I'd rather be the one in control driving the vehicle. So it'd be really hard for me to sit back there 
And even if the guy's up a thousand times better driver than me, I would still feel more comfortable if I was the one behind the wheel. So it would really stress me out a little bit. How about you? It's funny. I'm there a hundred percent. I have a control thing. It's why, you know, you and I have flown. We are the the wild boys of the Jackass podcast. We've, we've flown all over the place. Uh, I've flown countless times, maybe hundreds of times, maybe. Yeah, maybe, For maybe sure. hundreds no, of times. Hundred percent, um, hundreds of times. Yeah, uh, and I'm still a little bit afraid of flying because you relinquish some control. A, you're in the air. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand physics, but I'm pretty sure we're we're getting away with something when we're up in the 100%. air all the time. It doesn't even have wings. How the fuck do planes work? Like they don't flap. Like how are they staying up? They weigh like fucking tons and tons and tons. Yeah, it's just this big metal thing without wings. Like if they had wings, it would make sense to me. You know, like flap that pushes it up. It just floats like that doesn't make yeah, any fucking sense. I don't care it's, what it's a lie. Says. It's a physics lie. There I, I no... honestly feel. Yeah. Like we're we're in a simulator and then they actually have teleportation technique and they just fucking that makes put it sense. somewhere else. That and makes they, more they, sense they, than a plane. They implant honest. the dream of being in an airplane just yeah. to justify going over there. That, it's honestly a lot more logical to me. Yeah, I agree. There was this there's this short story because we, we don't have a ton left to do. So I'll just I'll say this little aside because we're, we're we, we still got some time here. Um, there's this short story that I read that uh, it was basically like these people were being teleported, like the teleporter became a thing. And uh, and you'd get teleported and you'd be there, say, from here to New Zealand. And then in New Zealand, they found out that the only way they could do it is to transport your consciousness but your physical body was killed every time you did it and rebuilt on the other side and this whole feeling of like am i actually here am i being like am i the same person or am i a brand new person what is my body you know anyway just a weird weird little thought because you That's mentioned a pretty crazy thought man it is a crazy thought would you do it would you do it knowing that like you as this body are not going to no. make it to the other side i don't think i would either i would no, defend it i'm not spiritual enough man like i, I believe I in that shit but i'm like I just like I still feel like my vessel, if they the spiritual people would want to call it, is actually my identity. Yeah, and I, 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 I get totally those weird agree. feelings in general where you don't quite know. It, it just doesn't feel like you're there. You're in the right place where you know you actually are. I'm like, imagine knowing that that actually is a thing. I don't think my my brain is you know strong enough. My mental capacity is strong enough to handle that shit. Yeah, some people think you are your consciousness. I think it's very much a combination of being your consciousness as well as your body. And uh, yeah, don't at me, bro. That's just my thought. Uh, and I do think that the Kiwis, as worthless as they are, are actually yep. very cute. They are incredibly they are. endangered. And Pontius pulls a little fast one on us, saying that the reason why they're endangered is because their eggs are so damn tasty and takes a bite into the fruit, a Kiwi. I was watching that like, no, he's not. I and then totally agree. He got me hook, line, and sinker, and I just he laughed did. my ass off when I fucking saw that. He's in his he's in his John Lennon glasses, and I'd believe basically anything he tells me when he says uh, says something with those things on. And then we move as well with Pontius to the long finned pilot whale. Uh, the long finned pilot whale, he says, is uh, you know if you if you found the long finned eel dangerous, look about the long finned pilot whale. A lot of Chris Pontius in this episode, eh? Yeah. A lot of well, I mean, he's his expert opinions on these things. You know, you can't deny them. Like, yes, he, that's he true. He brought the real fact about, you know, it's the true fact about how pilot whales, they actually feed off of drunken pilots who yeah. crash their planes <laughs> into the water and they don't eat any of the passengers. Just the pilot is punishment for drinking on the job. That's a great I, premise. I love the why fact else would they that be called pilot whales. That's literally know, the only right? way it could. I, I can't imagine make, another reason yeah. why it would be that. But here's the here's something that something I, I, I wanted to ask you about, because they when he says that. They pan the camera up to an airplane and they're like, there's a pilot. Hopefully he crashes and the whales will get something to eat. If you were flying that plane and you found out they did that, would you be pissed at them? 
No, I would have to laugh in. It's too fucking good. I, I think there's still probably an element I, of superstition that I'm, well, like, I, I'm like. I would probably because I would be drunk. And every bush pilot's fucking drunk for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd be like, fuck, I mean, you know, maybe. He's not I, wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not I, wrong. I mean, he also needs to know, especially flying in that part of the land where pilot whales exist, you, you really shouldn't be drinking on the job. It's you're really digging your own grave. At yeah. that case, uh, uh, if, if you're drinking over where the pilot whales are, um, not a ton happens in this one either. It's just no. kind of looking at the pilot whales. Pontius doing a bit of the heavy lifting. I wonder, because when you do see Steve-O in the sketch, with the exception of the Hakka dance, he looks kind of miserable. Saw it in the Black Mamba. Even after he gets his tattoo, he didn't look too happy. I wonder if he was just in one of his moods and Pontius is like, Remember right, what I'll... I said last week to pay attention to? Yes. You know what one of the most isolated places in the world is? The hardest places to find drugs in the world? New Zealand. New Zealand. There you it's, go. That it's could in be the it. middle of fucking nowhere. It's God. like it's like being in like uh you know whatever. I we talked about this on the other episode. It always seems to be in those places where it's not anywhere near a major metropolis where you could actually have access to drugs. Exactly. Exactly. And this definitely feels that way. And I wonder if they were just dealing with Steve O uh, either in some form of withdrawal or uh, or or just not in the mood to do the things that he would normally do. But at least we do get to see him bring back his famous oh, Sarcophilus Satanicus voice. It's the volcanoes, them covered in volcanic mud uh, standing in front of the screen. Chris, give us your best Sarcophilus Satanicus voice. What should I say? Tell me what oh, you're you saying and I could do it. I can't say, like just. You really can't. You can't improvise a sentence to say. No, because I'm focusing so hard on getting the voice right. OK, say say uh, uh, we're covered in volcanic ash to bring us closer to Satan's ass. We are covered in volcanic ash to get us in Satan's ass. I like it. I don't know that you why it you had that southern twang it. at the end there. Yeah, I didn't hit it there. But my favorite felt, thing about this is when Pontius does the, the voice. Satanicus. He, when yeah. he does the voice, he has this look of like de- he looks demented. Like, yeah. like he looks he like his soul his has left his so body. Big, right? Yeah, like that's that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I just I can't get I can't get you do your best impression. We are covered in satanic ash to get us closer <sighs> to. <laughs> Dude, that was really good. Was it really? I felt really like I good. was being bad there. Dude, I, if I had my eyes closed, I would have thought you were one of them for sure. We are Sarcophil. Okay, good. All right, dude. Yeah. All right, I got it. I got it. This was dude. funny. I, I wanted to last longer, though. I know. Well, see, I, I, I had trouble watching this because I just saw this. There's this guy on YouTube. He tells stories. He's a storyteller. Everybody mm-hmm. check it out. It's honestly incredible stories. Weird murder stories or ghost stories or just weird things that you don't think could be true. His name is like Mr. Ball and Mr. B-A-L-L-E-N. Great okay. stories. He just told this one about these kids that were in Yellowstone and they were swimming in a in a river system that's actually a little bit warmer because it, it's runoff from like the 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 hot pools or whatever they're called. Like okay. the uh whatever, I can't think of the name right now. And they're on their way back in the dark and they tried to jump over a little creek and they jumped over, but the land was bad and they fell backwards. But it, it was an area that is like super hot that you can't swim in. And it was oh. like over, it was basically boiling water, like one degree oh, less of boiling no. water and they fucking boiled alive. The worst part about that <laughs> is it's not lava. So you're not dead immediately. Well, that's the thing. Two of the people got out. The one girl, she couldn't get out. Her A hundred percent of her body was third degree burned. And the other ones all had like years and skin grafts and all this shit. And it was just like one little fucking creek that they tried to jump. And you, you would oh. never know. It was dark. The other, the other people walked through the woods and they're, they're too scared to walk in the woods because of bears. So they took this other route and just, that was it. And it was just, it was a terrible story. So when I heard they were near this stuff, I was like, oh my God, like you never think it's a problem, right? No, I mean, did, did, did no one see Dante's peak? Did, did none Mm -hmm. of us watch Dante's peak? 
We know what's going on in these volcanic baths. Yeah. They'll boil yeah. you alive. Fuck, Watch scary. Dante's Peak. Has Pierce Great Brosnan movie. taught us nothing? Yeah, and then after Dante's Peak, watch watch uh, Twister. I don't or know Volcano. why. But... Volcano. Volcano. No, no, just no, but just, oh, just Twister's a great movie. Yeah, Twister's a great movie. Twister's a great movie, and they're just Listen, I don't know. There's something about both those. I you know, they, they what just a great go hand in hand. What a great day of of natural uh, terror exactly. events. Yeah, you get volcanoes and twisters, right? And then let's get let, never mind Sharknado. Let's get like a, a twister going over a volcano, picking up the magma. There's there's a nature <laughs> event for you. Uh, we got uh, now uh, we're moving to the sheep. It's it's Pontius and it's Steve-O dressed as sheep. This is basically uh, one of the lamest ways they've ended an episode because uh, we had the as very similar one last week where, where they're dressed uh-huh. as the abominable snowmen. But in that case, in Alaska, they're doing funnier things and dangerous things. You know, they're rolling, they're dancing, they're humping each other, skateboarding near a herd of, of sheep. I don't know, man. Did this do anything it. for you? Yeah, Did you? I, maybe fun. I'm just being cynical. Playful. I don't know. Like, I love, like, the, the two-person cartwheel rolling That was thing. fun. That There's was always fun. a great fuck scene, by the way. You know, someone's really always getting a good fuck scene on. And then it ended with a brutal headbutt from oh, one of the right. sheep. Right. Like, oh, it, and right beside that one sheep, that was the female sheep. The man sheep was like beside with the big horns. Like, thank fucking God it wasn't the horn sheep that hit him that hard because he could have died legitimately. Right. Because Steve was just down pretending to be a sheep. He's got his hood on so he can't see in his peripherals. And a sheep comes in just like gives Talking. him a swift knock to the head. Yeah. I can't believe he doesn't get knocked out more often. A hundred percent. Like that was that was big right to the jaw. Like he took it. If I were to punch someone to try to knock them out, I would aim for where he got hit right. by the sheep. It looked brutal. Uh, but Steve-O is uh, a man on a mission uh, to finish this sketch and to finish this episode just like uh, we're doing right now. Chris, that's the end of New Zealand overall. Where do you rank this one? Was this was this a good one? Was it a, a step it was, up or step down? It was a down? little lackluster. If that's even I think that means the word I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. It was just because like, it lacks luster. Oh yeah, I guess. See, root words, man. Is, yeah. that, is that is that Latin? Uh, I can't. Well, luster might be. Luster yeah. might be. Yeah. Or it sounds French, actually. Tre, maybe. Anyways, it's just. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It just. It, it just. It was mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I would even go a step below mediocre. Uh, I think the only stunt I really liked in this one was the was the the giant squid. And and that was fun and it was chaotic, but it didn't really carry everything else. Everything else was a good idea, but felt like something we had seen them flesh out a little bit more uh, significantly in other episodes. So I just wasn't it, it just didn't land for me the way I wanted it to. But uh, hopefully we'll be back with something a little bit more significant next week. Uh, not 100 percent sure yet if Jay is going to be joining us. Uh, we're, we're working on getting him back uh so hang tight there all you j heads i know you guys have a lot of questions and uh shit themed material to throw his way yeah. uh, but we'll try to get him back when we can obviously if you haven't yet please take to itunes rate review the podcast if you're not subscribed please subscribe it helps us out quite a bit we've seen an uptick and we want to use this momentum to kind of take us into the stratosphere or take us especially before jackass 4 we want to get on a lot more people's radars and uh, with your help we can definitely do that chris any closing thoughts before we get going yeah, I just want to say we're close to wrapping up uh, season one of Wild Boys. And one thing I did say, it's you, you notice it seems like they're gaining momentum in the episode sometimes. And then it kind of get an episode like this. It's a little bit more mediocre. Yes. But I, I, I believe they didn't necessarily release the episodes in the orders that they filmed them. You know what I mean? Because like right. Australia, they would have definitely done New Zealand right after because it's a close. It's like the closest thing. So um, I do know once they have the time to regroup. 
come season two, they definitely find their uh, they find their angle. They find what they're supposed to be doing. It gets a lot more a lot more gay and homoerotic in the best ways possible. <laughs> it becomes just so much more fun. Their identity. That's what I was going for. They yeah. get their identity yeah. back. So. Uh, you know, we have a few kind of mediocre episodes this season, but I'm telling you, stick with it because I know for a fact it, it really comes, the show comes into its own very soon. Yeah, we've got some soul searching as a podcast to figure out whether we go back into Viva La Bam or stick with Wild Boys a little bit more. Uh, obviously, we've been doing a string of Wild Boys. You know what? You, Chris, were a proponent of sticking to one versus the other instead of going back and forth. And I kind of agree with it now. I like that we're in a little bit more of a of a of a of a, uh, a system here of just yeah. focusing on Wild Boys. But we'll see how it goes. Hey, if you have any thoughts on that, yeah, you can that's always... what I was going to say. If you guys want us to go back and forth, let us know. You know, we're, we're we'll do whatever we want the feedback. We'll whore ourselves out to our audience. We will Without fuck you question. and suck you. We will yeah. do whatever, all the fucking and sucking you want. Uh, we yeah. don't care. We have no morals here. Not on the Jackass Pod. That's why we started this podcast in the first place. You can reach out to us to let us know either at jackasspod at gmail.com or find us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter. It's at jackasspod. We look forward to seeing you there. Chris usually runs the Instagram account. I monitor the Twitter account. We've been fairly inactive on it, uh, but but we'll, uh, we'll get it going if that community gets up and running again. Thank you once again for joining us. That was New Zealand Wild Boys episode seven leave it to episode eight next week and uh we will see you then uh bye i'm mikey aaronworth boy i'm jason <laughs> and bye i'm chris aaronworth and this has been jackass Sound Audio Production.